Black Matters from the Salvos. Everything I have is yours. You're part of me. Everything I have is yours. My destiny. In one document I read, the question is proposed, are Indigenous Australians the world's oldest inhabitants? The historical records from the Bible make it pretty clear that Egypt was the cradle of civilization. But as the cradle of Australian civilization, it's believed the Aborigines crossed the waters to Australia from islands in the north. Each clan group occupied their own well-defined clan territory. The dream time, the mythological past, which I heard being told by an Indigenous Australian recently in Blacktown during a market day, was what they believed to be the first spirit ancestors who travelled through the land, giving it its physical form and setting down the rules. In contrast, the records in the book of Genesis explain how God says when he created the world, his spirit hovered over the surface of the deep as he created all things and that he wrote his laws on our hearts the Maccasins are thought to be the first visitors to meet our Aborigines, deduced by the ancient drawings discovered in Arnhem Land and on Melville and Bathurst Islands. Explorers to our country in the 1600s had few kind words to say about our Indigenous Australians. In fact, uh, some of them had few kind words to say about Australia as a country. But I doubt that our loving creator would have seen them the way that these explorers saw them. In fact, they are truly precious in God's eyes and in the eyes of an organisation I stumbled across by accident on the train one day when I saw a uni student wearing an AIM hoodie. Alison Dunn is the Director of Communications for AIM, A-I-M-E, who mentor Aboriginal high school students. They are truly an amazing group of people. The hoodie that you saw on the train is, I think for many people, a real symbol of pride and solidarity with Indigenous Australia, solidarity with the message that Indigenous can mean success. I didn't even know an organisation like this existed. How long has it been around? We've been around since 2005. In the beginning, it was a idea put forward by Jack Manning Bancroft, who's now our 25-year-old CEO. Jack was at university, he was studying media and communications as a first-year student. He was hearing from his peers all these stories about well, they were asking him, why aren't there more Indigenous university students? Why do we not see and meet these people and form friendships with these people? And Jack said, this isn't good enough. He was sick of hearing these stories and he decided to make some change. He worked from his friendship groups and from there he got 25 friends who said, yeah, we're pretty keen, we'll go down and meet these kids. It was fairly informal at first, but over the years, over the next six years, developed a lot of structure around the workshops. And what do they workshop? So the workshop might be something like Aboriginality, discovering different elements of Indigenous culture. Or it might be goal setting, how to be, how to reach your aspirations and be the most confident, outgoing person you can be. I love your motto at AIM, no shame at AIM. Being Indigenous is something to be incredibly proud of. We see Indigenous as equaling success. How do you choose a mentor? The mentor selection process is fairly rigorous. I remember from my experience being a mentor back in 2007, um, there's an online application form that has to be completed. 
there are then um, a lot of training sessions. So we do two training sessions at each university site. We have 10 university sites. Those training sessions are an opportunity for cultural awareness training. So some of the mentors, or sorry, some of the potential applicants who come to those training sessions may not make it through the whole way, and that's our vetting process. We also find that those people who come to those training sessions get a lot out of it, and they learn a lot about Indigenous culture, and that's what AIM's all about. It's about bringing people together and letting them connect. What qualities do you look for? The main qualities we look for in a mentor is someone who's open, open-minded and keen to learn about different cultures. Someone also who is charismatic, is good with working with kids, someone who's not judgmental. They'd be the main characteristics. And what about the Indigenous high school students? Our Indigenous high school students we refer to as mentees, so we pair them up with a mentor. The way we select our mentees is through the submission of a permission slip which has been signed with their parents. How's it been going? We recently released our 2010 annual report and in that we had some really fantastic results. We found that our Indigenous high school students were, we had 100% year 12 completion last year in 2010 and 38% of those students then transitioned onto university. So we're seeing some really strong results that are on par with the national average for non-Indigenous students. What's the feeling amongst the Indigenous high school kids? The peer group is incredibly important for the mentees and you find if you get one or two or three young Indigenous high school students on board, people carry each other with them and people connect and work together. So there's this huge feeling of, I guess, camaraderie when the cohort moves through to the next stage. Um, I mean, if you look at our 2010 annual report, you'll see just a plethora of statements from all the mentees. What did they say? The thing was, all the comments were incredibly similar and I saw that as something really positive because it showed how consistent uh, a program was across the board. So by and large, mentees, our Indigenous high school students, were saying that this program had changed their perception of schooling. They were looking at schooling from a more positive perspective in the sense that they were appreciative of what it could do for them in the future. One of the main comments that stuck with me was that one particular mentee said it has made them a prouder Indigenous person. And I think that's a really important thing because at AIM we focus on the fact that Indigenous can mean success. And for our mentors it's particularly important particularly for some of whom have never connected with an Indigenous person. And they may really yearn for that connect, and this allows them to do that. One of our mentors said that, and I quote, black or white, what you're doing makes me proud to be Australian. So it's informing their view of what it means to be an Australian. How does an Indigenous student who isn't in a program find out more? Okay, so an Indigenous kid who 
hears about AIM on the radio might then go to our Facebook page or our website www.aimmentoring.com and from there they can then contact the program manager in their locality. So from there they can see if there's a program in a nearby university and see if their own school is partnered with AIM. We're now working with 75 schools across Australia in 2011. And how did they qualify? The way we determine which mentees are in the program is firstly a permission slip. They need to have that signed by their parents. The second way we determine that is with what we call the AIM contract. This is a simple document that's signed by the mentee, but it's a commitment to come to the AIM sessions. If they miss two of those sessions, unfortunately, they're out of the program because there are plenty of other kids who want to engage and to have the support of a mentor. Alison Dunn, the Director of Communications for AIM, AIME, who mentor Indigenous Australian high school students. God's love for Australian Aborigines is profound, as we saw demonstrated 2,000 years ago when Jesus died for all mankind so that we might be saved. As we give our lives to Jesus, he is our ultimate mentor. As it says in the Word, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, and he will make your path straight.